Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Betfair's Racing Only Better podcast. This is your Royal Ascot Day 1 preview. We're going to be rattling through every single race, every single day over the five days of the Royal Meeting. Cannot wait for this now. I feel very, very revved for Royal Ascot this year. And what a way to kick off with Day 1. We all know how top class it is. I'm joined, as always, by Dan Barber, Kevin Blake and Tony Calvin. Let's jump straight in, TC. Weather, ground, thunderstorms, what are we saying? Yeah, currently a mix of uh, mixture of good and good to firm. Um, we're recording three o'clock on Sunday. The course are expecting between three and eight mils um, if the rain hits. Uh, unsettled week. Some forecasts are saying six mil on Tuesday. Others a bit more aggressive, saying nearer 10 mil. So may not be any fast ground by Tuesday, but um, we're in the lap of the weather gods. Lordy, unsettled. We get fast ground. Ascot eats the rain. Even if there's no rain, I reckon it'll be good because they've been putting on a lot of water. They put on 14 mil one day, 8 mil on Saturday, 10 mil on another day. So they've been really sticking it on. Okay. Well, before we go any further, do not forget, viewers and listeners, the Betfair offer every single day of the Royal Meeting Bet 10, get 10 on racing multiples with the sports book. Do get involved. Have a £10 bet on a racing multiple. Get a free £10 bet on a racing multiple. But do it responsibly and read the T's and C's. They will be in the show's description below. Thank you very much. Let's move on. Day one, first race, 2.30 at Royal Ascot is, of course, the Queen Anne Stakes over the mile. What a way to start. We get to see the clash between modern games, 13 to 8 top of the market, in Spiral, 7 to 4, Native Trail in there, 6 to 1, Chindit at 12, Muster Sarbeck in there at 12s as well, Cash at 20s, Light Infantry at 20s as well. Bigger prices a little bit after that. We've got a nice big field, Dan Barber, 12 going to post. Modern games taking on in spiral. Which way are you siding? Of the two in spiral, um, yeah, she was so brilliant at the meeting last year. Also off a long layoff, um, vibes haven't been that strong, and I probably let her win at seven to four. But I think she's got more ability at these weights anyway. Getting three pounds than modern games is really, really solid. Uh, but the closer we've got, the more I'm thinking we might be in pace collapse territory here. So I'm looking for. It's suiting spiral, but I'm going to give Cash a chance each way at 20s. You've got Markan taking the ride for the first time. He basically never settles in his races, but he's a horse who gave Westover a real scare. Yeah, Westover met trouble, but he gave him a real scare in the Sandown Classic trial not long ago. Hasn't stood much racing since. We've seen him only three times since, but my belief is that a really strongly run race around here might make him settle and I can definitely see him picking up some place pieces. Let's, this is a race where we have had special pace collapses before as well, and full-on ones, not just for the places. Think back to Accidental Agent winning it, Log Glitters Oof. won it. They can Oof. they can blast and, and capitulate, and the likes of Mutter Sarbeck and Chindit might just get racing too far out. Uh, TC, are you worried about pace collapse? No, not really, because I'm, I'm in Dan's camp. Um, With cash? Yeah, as I've said on the... On our preview show, I, I backed Chindit and Triple Time each way, but I didn't put up Cash because Cash was entered in a, a race at York on the Friday. He didn't run there because of the firm ground. And I'm told if they don't get significant rain or the ground eases to at least good, that Cash won't run. So 
we may we might be putting up a non-runner here, but obviously no damage done from that front. But yeah, for all the reasons Dan said, I I you know, he ran chinned it very close first time up. Go and have a look at that Brigadier Gerard meeting. He absolutely cruised through the race, took it up two furlongs out, and then obviously made his move too soon. And but that's a high class race, isn't it? Hookham, Desert Crown. Yeah. I think this is the come down. Betfair Sports will be playing four places if you want to back him each way. I'm probably I'm probably gonna play him win only on exchange. Currently about 28 on there at the time of recording. Yeah, I mean he may well he may well come out, but I do like cash. Right. I think really good setup for him. I think they could we've got Pogo in here as well. So mm. all potential goals as well. Cash's stable mate, like infantry went forward last time. Uh, I okay. like good good setup for him. Two votes for cash, Kev Blake. Are we just avoiding the obvious here in modern games? I've been talking about Mutasabek for this for a while and I, was, I, I stick with him. But, you know, the, the closer we get to the race now, the more I think about it. Um, you know, modern games and Spiral, you know, they'll be close enough to two to one the pair. You know, that's two to one on to win the race coupled. You know, I'd be happy enough laying that. You know, I'm happy enough to have this field running for me. At um at two to one because there's oh there's a heap in there that are good enough to win it on their very best day like triple time native trail Muda Sabak loose sail even you know light infantry chinded cash like there's there's a lot of good horses in here and the front two aren't as far cleared uh, of this field as the market is suggesting so if you want a nice keep it simple approach laying the two of them coupled would be the way I'd go um if you want um to play it different. Take them on in a different way and go for the best outsider. Um, Muta Sabek would be for me. Alrighty, different ways to play the first race. On we roll to the Coventry over the six furlongs. River Tiber eleven to eight. Asadna seven to two. It's always be well for a long time now. Last few weeks, it's been about this race. Kev, uh, these two in this market for this race, I should say, since Asadna made that such impressive rip and debut. Um, and it remains that way in the market, basically. River Tiber and Asadna taking each other on. Yeah, great house sport uh, uh, on racing social media there the last 24 hours about this race. Some people making Asadna um, a million, literally a million to one shot to, to win. Um, yeah, look, is the fact that he won, went off four to one at Ripon, um, does that mean he can't win a Coventry? No. You know, the horse has clearly sneaked up on connections a little bit, but he did what he did. Um, and it was a big number. Um, so, like, you know, if I suppose the ironic thing is, like, most of the people that, that climbed aboard this fella early, you know, uh, Tony will remember the exact price, but was he a double figure price, like, immediately after he won a ripping? And, um, you know, was clearly great value with that. Now, when you have the uh, prices as they are right now, you know, River Tiber, I, I really liked him from the get go. Um, there's probably more depth to his form. There is more depth to his form. Um, but look, look, he the, the, these races are are so hard, Vanessa, because we, there's there's a whole lot of of potential improvers. Like I'd give a mention to um, Buccaneiro for Fuerte, if um, that's kind of correct pronunciation. And Adrian Murray, um, one of the car of the first day, like really impressive, like very eye catching individual. Um, not a bang bang two year old. Um, by Wooden Bastard again, he's been a bit forgotten about. Like he did a good number himself that day. Overall, that it might have been a little bit exaggerated by uh, the conditions, which were quite tough. Um, and I'd also mention Chief Mancato, who I liked when he won at Windsor. The form's got a couple of boosts since, and he did a good number himself. 
Um, so I, I'm giving my I'm giving my game away, but I so I am a numbers man. Um, mm-hmm. I do like to use those things to 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 guide. Um, and certainly as a piece of the puzzle, but um, I don't have a really strong betting view. But if you wanted to, okay. uh, at bigger prices, Chief Mancato and Buccaneiro Forte. Okay, two at bigger prices. What about you, Dan? Could this be a race that throws up a surprise, or is it really about those top two? No, I don't have a view now. The close got to time. The, the, the price has been squeezed out of River Tiber. It was about seven to four when we we're discussing this race on the preview. So, I'm out, but I've got okay. uh, recommendations for those that are keen to argue on social media about these matters. Click on betfair.com, go to horse racing, GB, Ascot, and back Orlay and put money behind your. If you, have, if you have a sadden at a million, you'll have some sport laying them at, you know, seven to two, four to one. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about UTC? Do you have a strong betting view in this race in the Coventry? The most worrying thing about that chat on social media on Sunday was that the idiot who was making himself a fool is actually a teetotaler. I can understand it from someone like me, absolutely 20 pints in, but God. Um, very quickly, I haven't got any opinion. I've got no betting opinion in the race. I mean, we've seen with Nando Parado, you know, two or three years ago. You know, you can have all the gossip horses you want, you can have all the time horses you want, but unexposed potential at massive prices sometimes comes to the fore. What I would say is. When Ryan Moore, whose column's already up, actually, it's on betting.betfair on day one, when he said a horse is in very good shape, that equates to him fancying the arse of it. And that's what he says about River Tiber. He said it will already get seven. Step up to six will really suit. They really think they've got a good one here. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, but then they get the price has already gone, isn't it? I mean, it's a deep field full of un, untapped potential. I won't be having a bet in the race. All right, on we go then um, to the sprint division. Five furlongs to the King Stand is up next, and it's the UK taking on the Aussies. Highland Highfield Princess at nine to four, taking on Cool and Gatta at eleven to four from Down Under, and dramatised in there at five to one. Manakan two eleven to two. Uh, those are just the top four, but a clash that I'm so looking forward to. Kev can't wait for this. Uh, and I'm obviously rooting for Highfield Princess, but is Cool and Gatta just going to be a class apart? I'm terrified of the internationals, to be honest, Vanessa. Like we saw yeah. what happened last year. Look, they're here in number again, and they might just be a, a bit better than what we have. Um, but look, like like a, a lot of these group ones, like my inclination is to look for ones at bigger prices. They're just so competitive. Um, and Muniesta is the one I've been putting up for a little while. I'll stick with her. Um, you know, very forgivable first run for Joseph, uh, seasonal return. Um, she'd come back in late. She, she didn't look, she hadn't come in her coat or anything like that. I think she'll, um, have improved quite a bit since then. She finished fourth in the race last year and, um, look, she'll be, she'll be a million to one. She'll be 66 to one. I'd say on the day bigger again on the exchange, if you want to play that way. And it just wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world to me if she sneaked into the frame. And who knows, Vanessa, funny things can happen. Munista is currently 40 to 1, but as Kev has outlined, may well be bigger on the day. What about UTC? How are you playing this field? Uh, well, as I said on the previous show, I backed Manneken immediately after the Palace House third uh, at much bigger prices. And I said on the show that I, I, I thought I'd let him go at, at 10 to 1 because I thought he'd drift, but he's now a top price 11 to 2. <laughs> Who are now who are now who are offering four places, and that actually eleven to two with the sportsman with four places is actually the biggest price around, and he's basically that price on the exchange when only as well. I just can't have him at that kind of price. 
I mean, eleven I, to eight to finish in the places. I will literally. I, mean, I, I will. I will lay my stake back that I've had at bigger prices because for all he ran a brilliant race in the Palace House Stakes, drawn in one on the far side. Uh, you know, the, the first, second and fourth were drawn 15, 16 and 17. He came all the way across the track and still only beating a length and a half. Um, you know, but, and like I said, he's two from three at the track. He's improving. He's got a lot to like about him. But 11 to two in a field this deep. No way in hell is he an 11 to two chance. I'll be taking a free bet by laying my state back. And I can probably do that around about seven, 6.8 at the moment. So for all I want Manakan to win, Man, I, I couldn't I couldn't stand here hand on heart and put him up afresh because I would never back him at eleven to two. And I in fact I'm doing the opposite. So um, all right. I hope wins, but he'll need to drift to at least tens to get me interested. And with Frankie on board, he's got more chance of me growing an afro than that happening. <laughs> nice line yeah as he's pointed out currently 11 to 2 mannequin in the market um honestly always from tc is what we applaud uh dan how are you playing the king stand i'm backing a horse five times the price each way who hasn't moved and that's mid Bahi, who i like the angle that those down the center in the temple stakes where the watering can have been applied to liberally were up against it. He was one. Royal Acclaim was another. Royal Acclaim hasn't made it to this. So I'm left with Mick Bahi. I think 25 each way with the extra place is a perfectly fair price on a horse that will have absolutely nothing to do with getting involved in any skirmishes for the lead. I like the each way angle as well because I don't think it's a million the Aussie blows out. And no. yeah, I, I think this is a I mentioned in the preview show. I think this is a big week. I'll stop saying that, but it, this is a big week, I think, for Varian. And this is probably the first big gun that he fires of a few. Yeah. yeah it's pace across the track. So I don't think there's any pace biases in here that I could see. He was talking quite favorably about him uh, on Nick's show, Nick Luck's show this morning, I think. Uh, on we roll. To the St. James's Palace stakes over the mile, obviously the three-year-old Colts all coming to the fore here. And it's Guineas form, left, right, and centre. Chaldean, the Newmarket Guineas winner, nine to four. Paddington, the Irish Guineas winner, nine to four. Cicero's gift in there at four to one. And Mostabshire at nine to one. And Isaac Shelby as well, bringing in the French Guineas form down. Um, this is the race of the first day for me. I cannot wait for this. I just want to clarity on what's the best miling three-year-old Colt at the moment. And we're going to get it. Fair track, proper race. This is it. Yeah, it's it. This is half. I don't think there's any stars in here to as first off. Very good horses, but I don't think we've got real top notch milers. Um, yeah, but it'll be nice to know which is the best. Yeah, it is in average year. Yeah, and you've got also the fact that you are sort of in that hierarchy argument. You've got the Irish Guineas against the the Newmarket Guineas to try and decide those two. So. I've got doubts over that crop generally. They tie in quite closely through High Royal, the runner-up. So much though I rate that horse, I don't think there's a standout, and that's why I'm quite keen on Cicero's gift making the step up. It's just so impressed with him at Goodwood. I thought it was a tremendously promising display. It was very similar to the display that Alalif Alasifar? Alasifar. Yeah, the filly put up of Gozzers the other day who if supplemented for the Ribblesdale, would probably be about even money or six to four or something. So mm. um, I just love the, the turn of footy show. It looked like a horse that you could put anywhere in a race as the speed to get out of it. And 
if it turns out the three-year-old classic crop who've run in classics aren't up to much, then he's the obvious candidate to take advantage. That filly's about four to seven. <laughs> yeah, four to seven. She's obviously uh, a freak show, isn't she? Uh, TC, you were so keen on Cicero's gift, but also yeah. Mustabshire as well when, when he won up at York. Um, so you've got horses in here that you've given a shout out to in the past, but who have you landed on as your final choice here? Um, I like those two unexposed ones. They haven't done it on the clock. So that would be, it's kind of like uh, style over substance, but I like the pair of them. Uh, I'd probably prefer Mustabshire at nines with the sports book, it's the biggest price around each way. Mm-hmm. Uh, my angle into this race is, um, like Dan, I'm I'm not a massive fan at the prices. I'm not a massive fan of uh, Caldeen's um, guineas or in the Dewhurst form. And I just think I'm going to, and I'll back up what I said last week, I'm going to try to lay Caldeen for a place. I think you've got loads going for you. Not only the two unexposed horses, you've got a... Uh, an Irish 2000 Guineas winner who's massively on the up, who's clearly massively fancied by the stable. You've got a horse that was only beaten a short neck in the French 2000 Guineas. Um, and you've got the likes of Galleron and Royal Scotsman who are not out of from a place perspective. Yeah, I mean, we haven't got an ex, a, 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 we haven't got a, a place market up there. That normally goes up the day before. But yeah, I'll be looking to get Caldine in the book. It's about 3.4 in the about 3.4 in the wind market at the moment. So I imagine that might equate to about 1.74, 1.75 in the place. And I'd be quite happy to have him out of the frame. Uh, okay. Uh, 11 to 8. All right. Um, Kev, Blake, am I mad in thinking that Indestructible is too big a price at 25s? No, look, there's a... Yeah, he's got to bounce back. But, like, look, there's a few there bigger prices that I wouldn't be terribly mind. You know, Galleron, I think... Um, got an unfortunate run in the guineas, got was following the wrong ones and came home well enough. I could see him improving. Um, but look, this is really tricky, it's competitive. Um, I don't want to be throwing too many stones at those at the front of the market, other than their prices. Um, and look, Isaac Shelby was the one I've been going with. Um, he ran really well in the in the French guineas. Um, if you if you'd like to call it that. Um, if they went faster, I think he would have won. It was a messy enough race. Um, I think they'll learn from that. I want something that's an easy ride here. That's going to be an easy, handy ride because I don't know how quick they're going to go. And I'd love to see them go back to front running with Isaac Shelby, um, which they did in um, in his trial in the Greenham. And he was brilliant that day. Uh, really good on the clock as well, if you like that sort of thing. Um, and <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think double figure price is fair. You know, those at the front end are well found. And um, I think he can outrun that. All right, uh, let's stick with you as we move on to the Ascot Stakes. Two miles and four furlongs and bring on the night is back for more. Beaten, obviously, by Coltrane at this meeting when last seen 12 months ago. is 13 to 8 at the top of the market, taking on a horse with no name for Nicky Henson at 13 to 2. And then Novel Legend in there at 15 to 2. Obviously, a big field. Those are just the top three. But Kev, um, what do we know about bring on the night at this point? Why is he being off and does he just win this now? Oh, it's the old Willie Mullins one, isn't it? You know, I think he's um, the the absence wouldn't bother me at all. Um, there's actually a lot of chat about the horse. Um, and look, this race, it's, it's I know it's twenty runners. It looks tough, but like, there's a fair few. There's a there's a few no hopers in here, like a few social runners. Um, it's the it's the the highest bot rated bottom weight in this race for as long as the records I have for it. Um, a few 
potentially well handicapped ones got battled out unfortunately um and like i know tc will probably break out in hives now but i i, I think this could be one of keeping it simple we'll bring on the night um, they, they've minded his marks since last year. He was really unlucky to bump into Coltrane. He gave Coltrane a right run of it. It was only very late that Coltrane got him. Um, you know, Coltrane had like literally 20 pounds in hand that day. Um, and bring on the night, made a really good goal of it. Um, and look, I think he's got the kind of, he's got the high draw, the higher draw that I, to be honest, prefer in this race. Um, and I think he's probably just going to go and win. I mean, I say he's four pounds higher than last year, but. Um, they've been minding him for a reason, and yeah, I could I could see him winning this quite well, to be honest. Before going on to to bigger and better things, are you coming out in hives, TC? At this suggestion? No, I mean obviously he's got standing <laughs> chance, isn't he? Like you know, I think mean, <laughs> Coltrane is actually nineteen pound higher, isn't he? So that shows you what a good race he ran last year. But if you're backing two to one pokes in in these kind of handicaps, then and good luck to you. It's definitely not for me. Um, I've uh, Sportsbook are playing six places here. Uh, I think Laura C is very, very solid at 10 to 1. I've had a good bet on him. He is bigger elsewhere, 12s and 11s. Um, so I wouldn't normally tip him up and back him in that case. But um, there are only five places, those firms. So I'd rather the extra place and the lesser price. Basically, he was, we know all about this horse. He was a good, he's, he was rated 102 after finishing fifth in the Queen's Vars a couple of years ago. Two runs this season. He could make an argument that he, he could have won them both. Got no kind of run in the Chester Cup. Wasn't beaten far. Given a bad ride by Buick off the pace last time. Allowed, I think I napped him, didn't I? It was agony. Yeah, it allowed, allowed Solon Gateway to set a really modest pace and he just couldn't get in there. A more aggressive ride and he wins all day. So you could argue that he's he could have won both his starts this season. He's only got up two pounds for those defeats. Um I just think he's got loads going for him. Um, so, yeah, that would be my premier bet. And Kevin mentioned social runners, and it could well be that Aknamara is a social runner uh, owned by the No Philly, no Philly Racing Syndicate. I do know someone in that syndicate, and I was going to ask them, but I didn't want to ask him because I didn't want to I didn't want to alert them that I was tipping it. But uh, I back Aknamara at 40 to 1. Uh, he's about 42 on the exchange at the moment. Um Bought for 50 grand out of Charlie Johnson's stable in October. Went very impressive over a mile six at Wolverhampton. Obviously, they sent him hurdling with Harry Fry. Blew out in three starts. I'm just hoping the wind up, the tongue tie, the return to the flat, we'll, we'll see him step forward. Now, go and have a look at the Wolverhampton run in October. He was really dominant at the line. The extra, the extra kind of like six furlongs is a total guess up, but at 41, I'll take my chances, but he has got obvious blowout potential, so I'm backing him win only. Uh, but Law of the Sea is a real, real solid uh, double figure odds each way, six places with the sports book. All right, a couple of bigger price sources mentioned there, Dan. What are you following that up with? Are you taking on this bring on the night? Yeah, I, I, I sort of feel I've got to. I mean, it's hard. I wouldn't make a direct comparison. I was threes last year and didn't win this 13 to 8 now, but the market last year didn't wasn't able to factor in that he was obviously very well handicapped and ran into an even better handicapped one, as it turns out. I was thinking Tritonic because I think this trip might suit him and I thought Chester was a write-off. I didn't think the track suited him at all. But coming around to Flerman, who I put up that day where TC thwarted me, Newcastle's our weather finals day when Rainbow Dreamer swept past. 
Just Flerman, to me, is shaping up like a horse that would stay any trip. Massive disappointment over jumps, but Ollie Murphy's made an inspired decision to switch him back to the flat. Not concerned about him having had a break. It's not a stable that leaves him short of fitness. And he's 25s with the extra places. But I can totally see the argument as well for, for my old nemesis, Laura the Sea, based on how he shaped yeah. twice this season. In sport, what's just as important as the goals, the glory, the roar of the crowd? Yes, it's the halftime break. Time for a breather. A reset to keep everything on track. In sports betting, Betfair's safer gambling tools help you do that too. Like timeouts, so you take that all-important halftime break. Or deposit limits, to help you keep count. Manage your play at safergambling.betfair.com. Simple ways to stay on top of your game with Betfair. 18 plus begambleaware.org. Kev, on we go to the Wolferton Stakes over one mile, two furlongs. Saga is the four to one favourite here. Um, it's a wide open race. Bolshai Ballet, seven to one. But Buckaroo is in there at the same price, seven to one for Joseph, obviously. And I didn't dream the an interview he did where he put up his, one of his best chances of the week of Royal Ascot, didn't he, with this Buckaroo? Yeah, that'd be right, I'd say. Um, look, now, geez, this is competitive. Like, this is a listed race. Um, but there's a whole heap of these that are rated 110 plus. Like it, it, now, it's always a bit like this now, but this is particularly strong. Um, and Buckaroo, you know, was just beaten, you know, a neck in a group one last time. Essentially, he was forced, but it was a blanket finish. Um, drops back here. Look, has to carry a penalty, which isn't ideal. He's one of a few that have to carry a penalty. Um, but look, he he earned it. Um, he earned it beating homeless songs. Um, you know, a very good filly herself at Leopardstown on his return. Um. Look, I think he's really solid. I think he's really solid. Um, he's thrown out a bit. Would have preferred a couple of stalls lower, but that'll be fine. Um, Oshie knows him well. Um, like he he's tech. He's going back up in trip. He's you know we haven't seen him over this trip since his derby trial, but I wouldn't have a worry at all. He's he has a lovely relaxed way of going. Um, a ground should be no issue either. And like I just think he's a class act. I think he's a class act, and he's potentially still coming forward. Whereas um, most of these may have had their best days already. And um, I think he, he he might have a group one in him, like at some point. Um, and look, if that's to be the case, he probably needs to go and defy his penalty and win here. But I think he's got a great chance of doing so. And his price isn't prohibitive at all. No, as I say, seven to one currently with Betfair on the sports book. Dan Barber in the Wolfton. Who is your selection here? Well, I'm not one for these big, bold statements, you know, like, He's a million, should be a million to one and all that. But I do think Sag is a really bad fav and a really bad price as well. I think I'd be tempted to play Slam. I can just see it being an absolute disaster. A, he's not completely proven at the trip, but B, he'll be dropped out on the round course here from an inside stall. We know he's got quirks. I don't know. Yeah, the ability's there, but this could be head in hand stuff if he's trying to negotiate a passage in what is likely to be a. I thought a fairly modestly run race on paper. Yep. My hope is that Bolshoi Ballet goes forward from one. Um, he didn't fire. He didn't run his race the time he made the running previously, but I just assumed he wasn't right then. I wasn't in the same form. They're keeping him in training as a five-year-old entire. His Royal Ascot race is a listed prize. He was a former 11-8 to chance for a derby, and he arrives on the back of his best run for a good while. So... My main view is that I want to be against Saga. I think he's a poor favourite. Clip this up when he wins by half the track. Um, <laughs> but Bolshoi Ballet was my 
next cab off the rank, or such the first cab off the rank, obviously, in hoping to oppose him. I'm hoping for a Ryan special in a potentially modestly run race. All right, TC, do you agree that Saga is a bad favourite? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, there's not much. I'd say it's struggling to find someone that would when I would say Saga is a good favourite. Yeah. Surely. Everyone knows about surely it. Well, don't they? Surely won't go our favourite. Surely. It's one of these, it's one of these ones where they put it in just in case the, the Frankie Meltables. Obviously, it's owned by the king and uh Frankie. It's kind of it has no basis going off that kind of price. No, no. I mean, like if you offered me 10 to 1 in this field, I seriously wouldn't make it. <laughs> if it was a straight track, I think ten to one each way would be a pretty good price. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a million myself. A million. <laughs> but he's, he's, you know, he's shaping as if a mile two will suit. But I mean, this kind of race, you've got seven pounds separating the top and bottom rated horses. It could be a slowly run race. Could be traffic problems all around a gaff. It's kind of like, it's really really tricky this race. But saying that, I back two, or I am going to back two. Mm-hmm. First one is, again, I'm told it might not run if they don't get sufficient rain, and that is Poker Face. Um, hope it wins for Edward. hope it runs in the first place. But, yeah, you talk about a lot of dead wood in here, uh, a lot of horses that may not be open improvement, sorry, not dead wood. Um, Poker Face is, is certainly not that. I mean, I'm beating him three starts last year when he put up a really good time performance at Pontefract. Um, make your own jokes there. And we, uh, and then this year we've we've seen really, two really good efforts from him. He was second in the Earl of Sefton first time out over a mile one. Um, good second to Ottoman Fleet that day. Ottoman Fleet's gone on to win a, a Grade Two at uh, Belmont, and also last week I think finished placed in a Grade One. So I think that is very very strong form. They try to put it to they try not to let Point Lonsdale have an easy lead in the Hupsy Stakes last time, and it backfired. It apparently had lit the horse up uh, and it did remarkably well in the circumstances. Um, they tried to be a spoiler in it and it spoiled their chance. So I don't think they'll be making the same mistake again. I think they'll drop him out. I think he's a horse with probably the most potential in this, given his likely race profile. He's around, but he's over 14, 15 on the exchange and 14s is the general price. Sportsbook just are ducking him at 11s, but I think they're very right too, but you can play him on the exchange. Uh, and I'm going with Solid Stone as well. Um, rather like Cash, I thought he ran a really good race in the Brigadier Gerard. Obviously, he was sacrificed on the front end. Not often Ryan gets on a pacemaker uh, because obviously they had Desert Crown in the race. I thought he was going to drop right out when he got headed, but he was actually coming back from all the line. He got plenty of Ascot form. He was actually third in this race in 2021. Good fourth over a trip that he doesn't really stay in the Hardwick last time. Uh, and he's 12 to 1 plus on the exchange. So, yeah, I'm playing poker, poker face and um, solid stone win only at 14s and 12s plus. All righty. On we go to the last race on the first day. Um, and it's Willie Mullins to the four again, obviously in a staying handicap at Ascot. It's what we've come to expect. Vauban 7 to 4 with the Ryan Moore booking back on the flat, not seen on the flat for a long time. Absurd in here for with Frankie on at 6 to 1 is next best. And then Kev, we better come to you because then you've got Point King in there for the Joseph Yard and you've managed to secure James McDonald for the ride and he is currently 6-1. to one. Yeah, look, interesting race. Foban um, wouldn't be for me at the price. Um, look, he's priced on hurdle form rather than flat form, clearly. Um, you know, great scope to improve off 101, but I'd rather see them do it on the flat, really. 
before I, I buy in entirely. Um, so the best of luck to him at two to one. Um, I thought Willie's other one was probably more appealing to me anyway. Um, absurd. Uh, we saw him over hurdles first there for Willie the other day and won. Um, you know, a, a, a fairly inconsequential win two to seven. But um, the flat form back in France like reads quite well. And, and I thought I was a little bit surprised when I delved into it that he ended up with a mark of one hundred one. Um, over here because you could make the case for him being rated a bit higher. Um, certainly on a, on a couple of his runs. So I thought he was the most interesting one of Willie's two. Um, drawn 10. You don't want to be too low here. Um, it, it's it's counterintuitive, but you don't want to be drawn too low here, um, especially if you're a hold-up horse. Um, Frankie Dettori is getting the ride. So, um, yeah, I thought he was interesting. Point King. Um, yeah, like, look, should, you know, halfway through last season, the hope would be that he was going to be potentially a, a St. Ledger horse. Um, it didn't quite work out like that. And he it was a bit disappointing in his last run, but um, came back really well in the Sabobeg, um career best effort. A little bit unlucky not to win, just drifted a little bit left when he was in front. And that probably cost him. He was only beating a short head. Done that before, actually. He just he, he shifts around a little bit when he's in front. Um, got four pounds for that, but that's fair enough. Um, look, he, he's he's potentially a class act now. Um, he's drawn wide. He'll go forward. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't put you off. James McDonald takes the ride. He'll ride a few for Joseph this week, all being well. Um, you know, top class rider. Um, and yeah, yeah, wouldn't put wouldn't put you off. But really, if you're pinning me to a selection, it's absurd. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dan, go on. You're yeah, chucking away. That is the horse's name. It's just a, if you're pinning me down to a selection, that's absurd. I refuse to give <laughs> one. Um, I, I wonder what price Volban if Ring on the Night wins. Talk about Frankie multiples uh, rolling yeah. up. And there'll be plenty. We'll be sticking those two in a double, won't they? For all, for all, for all the willy lovers. Yeah. <laughs> if you are that, if you are that minded. I mean, if you play the each way double, no, willy lover. <laughs> you play the each way double, and they're both plates. You wouldn't actually lose that much money. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is rock hard. But the pro- what what the way I. Approach this race. Oh, sorry. God. What a you are, that was terrible. I didn't even mean that. Kev, yeah, you did. Doing, it? No, I definitely didn't. Was that, was that worse than his um, panto joke last week? Uh, it wasn't <laughs> even a joke, that. Honestly, I didn't. It was a slip of the tongue. Um, what Volban does do is a clear favourite. He enables you to back a thrice race Godolphin horse that slashed up at Haydock at double figures, which if Volban wasn't there, you wouldn't have a prayer i need to stop talking soon before some more unwitting in your innuendos leave my mouth but yeah really really dynasty is that horse um the draw i don't mind the drawing 12 as kev said in the round course sometimes it's it can be an advantage off 97 but a fast improver bred to stay he's related to bandanelli who obviously stayed long distances for godolphin and that's it. You very short price favourite, but it means you can back a horse that you'd normally expect to vying for favouritism with his profile, and he isn't. All right, ruling dynasty is currently an eight to one shout behind those top few in the market we've already discussed. TC, where did your pin land in the lucky last? Yeah, I mean this is a tricky one because with the draw, I mean this is a mile six race, and it's only about a furlong race to the bend. So if you are on a low drawn horse that can go forward. I think you've got to. I'd be interested to see whether they go forward from Vauban from seven because they wouldn't want to be shuffled back there. Um, so it's a tricky one from that. But I'm not enamoured by the horse that I'm 
backed and ticked because he's drawn 19 of 19, obviously 16 of 16 because you've got three reserves. Uh, I just couldn't believe the price of Raymond Tusk. He's 66 to 1 with a sports book, five places. That's the best combination out there. And I, I honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't work it out. Now the horse is that's the price of a horse that's got, you know it's running in no form, isn't it? It's, like... it's kind of like it's an eight-year-old, but and that, obviously that's there. But he's coming back off a really good run after a break at Newmarket. They put him up two pounds for that, which I thought was harsh. But it was six and a half lengths back to the fourth, so he's coming here in really good form. Um, his back form is great. He was drawn second widest in this race last year. He was only beaten four lengths and he was basically last turning in. And he was, like I said, he was only beaten four lengths. So that was off a four pound higher mark than this. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's been placed in the, uh, sorry, he's, um, he was only beaten. Second eight, in the Duke of Edinburgh. Yeah, he was only in that eight, beaten eight lengths of the Gold Cup. He was second in the Duke of Edinburgh here. He's got loads of Royal Ascot form. He's coming here with a good run. Um, you know, you know, Ross Ryan is going to have a, 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 a tail on his hands. He's going to have to come widest again because they're going to drop him in like they did last year. But I mean, like I said, he's only beaten four lengths off a four pound high mark last year and he couldn't have got a more disadvantageous run round. Um, I honestly can't work our way 66s and that's not an isolated price. He's 66 is pretty much across the board. Um, no, I mean, it is the, best, right. it is the best bet of the day. Wow. Okay. Well, that leads us nicely on to Naps then. Raymond Tusk is currently 66 to 1 in that last race at Ascot. Um, who should we start with, Naps? Not me. Kev. Calvin, clearly, he's already given it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no. Because obviously, we don't, we can't take advantage of the sportsbook price. We tip it bet for SP, and obviously, you only get four places. So I'm going to back him with the sportsbook. Uh, but I actually think Law of the Sea, win and place on the exchange at Betfair SP is as solid as you like in that race. So law of the sea, win and place. Okay. Uh, I'm already Dan, now. What is your nap, please, well, for day um, one? Uh, the race in which I had the strongest view on was at Saga is a poor fav. So I'm going in that race and not a massive strong view on the horse, but I feel like I should and it's Bolshoi Ballet, please. And I wouldn't mind the win and place being a bit dirty, tree thievery, but I'll allow Barry to pick whether I'm allowed that or not. Barry will Barry will choose. The boss man will decide. Kev Blake, what's your nap? I'm going to take on Daniel head to head with um, Buckaroo. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Win only. Why not? Win only. Love it. Seven to one Buckaroo and the Wolfden Stakes. Right. Uh, that wraps up the Royal Ascot Day One preview. We hope that you get off to a good start. We get off to a good start. We will be joining you every single day of Royal Ascot previewing all the races so stay tuned for loads of content uh, get stuck into bet 10 get 10 if you fancy it but do it responsibly have a good one good luck join us again if raymond toss wins won't see me for the rest of the week bye <laughs> <laughs> cash is king <laughs>